Tuck brings out a Lambo. Tom asks, have you ever considered an aircraft carrier? Meanwhile, Brian Kelly says, get yourself a scissor lift. It kills every time. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by undercover soccer hooligan Alex Plum. <laughs> and not joining us this week, Kevin Greck, who is away taking Negotiating 101 at Trump University. Uh, Alex, how are you? I didn't get accepted into that program. I applied and was not, uh, apparently was not a strong enough student. So really wishing uh, Kevin a tremendous opportunity as he, you know, wishing him good luck on this tremendous opportunity. Mm, tremendous i'll have to i'll have to just get back to my early saturday morning champions league games which i don't think is playing anymore i'm pretty sure it's done for the season so <laughs> undercover hooligan indeed uh thank yes. you everyone for listening uh if we could ask a small favor please share the pod with spartans in your life rate review and subscribe follow us on twitter and the recently taken over instagram by anthony shartvert uh, Spartan underscore pod. Uh, Plum, what is the structure of this week's show? Every week we start behind the green wall where football always leads. We've got Star Boys to talk about, friends. Oh, Star Boys. Then we'll talk about basketball, uh, where we've got good information about large vessels that float in water and allow the conveyance (laughs) of certain supersonic jets. Uh, After we will head off Grand River to talk about sports from around the NCAA and in general. And then finally this week, we're driving right into your Twitter questions and there are a fuck ton. So <laughs> buckle in folks. It's going to be another one. Yahtzee. I, I do love it. What do you think it is that somehow participation goes up when the competition isn't happening? Yeah. I don't really understand what it is. Frankly, I think it's because, Everyone is so bored. We bring a certain amount of self-disrespect, even self-loathing, to this project every week. And I think folks just like to come listen to us. uh, Hate ourselves. uh, Yeah, fall apart, (laughs) combust. So it's good. We are uh, are the avatar that they feel inside themselves every week. And um, so we're here. Uh, So yeah, it is uh, green wall time. We're going to start with, indeed, the sport that always leads football not football, and uh, uh, it is Starboys Part Trois. Trois! Uh, so this week is a bonanza of highly touted offensive linemen. Um, it is a huge week. You know, I think it was week one seemed to be a lot of the D, D linemen. There certainly yeah. were some last week as well, but uh, this week is... Uh, other than, outside of uh, Sansom Ankula, uh, Pancake Honcho, who was the five star that was here uh, last week, this week is uh, some of the other. for old pancakes. Yeah. Uh, Great so, photo shoot, by the way. Yeah. Um, who's some? I I saw the video of him at his Alabama visit, and they specifically brought up the Lambos, um, which I just like knowing that we're on Nick Saban's radar. Like, yeah, well, hold on. I want to actually go into this for a second because I, I appreciated some of the commentary that 
pancakes hat. Uh, I'm just calling him pancakes from now on. I, I know that that's both inappropriate and stupid. I think um, he enjoys it. Oh, good. He wants, well, then, he, he wants to be pancake honcho. That's what okay, he wants to well, be known as. He's going to pancake some fucking guys. He, you know, I liked that he cut, he saw right through it, right? Like it was this, when he was asked about the Lambos, the G-Wagon, the the Blitz, the Glamour, the rolling out the red carpet. He's like, oh, it's it's great. I love it. It's so nice. It's so thoughtful, but it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's the product. It's And he was even doing some like sort of more existential reflection. Right. Uh, do I want to be the guy or do I want to be a guy? I mean, that was the question that he basically asked. He's asking himself as he's reflecting on this to the reporter. And I thought, holy shit, that's, I mean, I, I guess you expect everyone to see through it, but I don't, he's, he was speaking such, was speaking with such authenticity to, I think, you know, something that well, I'm just looking at from the outside. I, I was really struck by that. Yeah. I got to believe, because I've, I've thought about this a fair amount too, right. And it's not necessarily unique to him, but any of these, these guys who, are on these visits that all the whining and dining, if you will, right. That none of that, like they're not dumb, right? Like if you watch the rest of Michigan state's media output from their, their Twitter feed or any other school, you do not see the experiences you're having as a recruit play out as a player. Right. So, right. I don't I don't know that it is about anything more than creating a lasting and memorable moment for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Um because the the other part of it and you've heard this from other recruits that what stands and their parents frankly, which I think is the other piece of it, which is the, I think Tucker's also talked about this that like what you need to be successful is that what you pitch to the kid when they go and talk to the players on your team that the players say he did not bullshit you. It's what he said. This is what, exactly yep. what it's like here. It's what he said. And yeah. by all accounts, Michigan State can sell that with authenticity. That like, yeah. you know, you're going to, that you're getting what you see from talk. Um, and I think this is something that we had talked about when, when, when Beekman got off the plane with his poorly fitting pants and sort of, you know, <laughs> brought us Bill Beekman. I think one of the, or brought us Mel Tucker. You know, I think one of the reflections that, that this podcast had was this seems like something Mel Tucker is going to be very good at, which is connecting on a very granular but authentic level yeah. with recruits in ways that communicate both a a prestige to the program, but also sort of a rawness around here's what we're building, but look at the excitement and the fun we're going to have. And we're not going to take ourselves too seriously when we're doing it, but it's because we know who we are. We know the value of what we bring. And we have a strong sense of internal identity and he is cultivating that. And I think to your point, that's exactly what is going to be reflected when recruits talk to the players on this team. Yeah. Uh, it is, you know, and so pancake concho, you know, uh, I, I'd like to believe that you can be both of those things. You can be both Mm -hmm. just a guy here and a really important guy here. Um, Yep. yep, 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 yep. So, um, so we've got, but we've got real star boys this week, yeah. Yep, and we we picked up two commits, and I want to invert the order that they were on the uh, the outline because we're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna start with Clay uh, Weeden Wedden Weeden Wedden uh, Wedden Wedden uh, Wedden uh, Wedden uh, <laughs> Clay Wedden Oh, uh, Wedden Clay. <laughs> 
So Clay is a um, an interior offensive lineman. He's 6'6", uh, 295, out of Tampa, Florida, which I think, Alex, uh, almost all of the recruits that are committed to Michigan State, um, I think two are from the state of Michigan. I think only two are from the Midwest. Um, so Clay is a... Uh, Low four star, we'll call him. Um, at, uh, but he is 382 nationally, 21st interior offensive lineman, 72nd out of the state of Florida in the composite rankings. But I think what's most important to note about Clay is his offer list. Yes, significant. Uh, yes, significant. So there's Auburn, cool. Alabama, Man. very cool. Uh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah, uh, a little Cincinnati, uh, recent you know college football playoff uh, uh, Peary, uh, Florida, Florida State. To your point, Georgia, uh, Indiana, LSU, Miami, there's Ohio State. There's Michigan, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, it, Nebraska, um, Penn State, South Carolina, Tennessee, USC. So holy, shit. yeah. So Pouncey has him at 374 nationally, which is a couple spots higher than you just quoted him. But but I think the point here is with an offer list like that, is there is there not some sort of bump that is probably coming for this kid? Yeah, it, it with that offer list, you assume that his summer camp, like summer camps this year, will you'll see a bump in in his uh, in his stock, or you know the if you want to be a naysayer. Uh, about things then you assume that he had the frame and early athleticism to indicate that he might be a good project prospect later and so that at an early age he was offered by these schools it was not a committable offer like but that you know they anticipated he would grow and that if he continued to develop they would take his commitment um but uh you don't get that list right without being something and What's also interesting is at six six, uh, he 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 can play offensive tackle if he yeah. needs to. Right. He's he's slated to play a guard position. That's great. Yeah. But depth is everything. You need people who can be flexible. He could flex out to a right tackle if we needed him to. And I think that's so he, super important. Some flexibility and Tucker looks for that in guys. I mean, size, yeah. right? But also uh, the sort of durability in multiple position sets. So that's. But yep. talk for a sec. I want to go back to kind of how you led off when we talked about him and this two of the recruits, right, that you said are from Michigan. This is something that Pouncey mentioned as well. This is this is a, a sign of Tucker's ability to get not just out of Michigan, right, going beyond. And we talked about this last week, I think, with D'Antonio really focused in Ohio, but really extending a national presence and mm-hmm. going into places like Florida where you can get guys who are giants, my God, right. and and are and are and be competitive. I mean, so we scored the guy. I mean, that's that is huge. Yep. So there's something, something else is happening here, which is you know we got to see the product convert on the field, but still, this is exciting. Yes, uh, incredibly exciting. Um. Let's move over uh, to the other commit from the past week, uh, which I wanted to to delay on because uh, it may be also a useful reference point for how life is in the big boy world. Uh, it is Jalen Braxton, who is a uh, defensive back out of Texas, 
Um, why is my link not working? Um, what was interesting about Jalen is that he visited Michigan State and then the next week goes and visits uh, Baylor, yeah. recent Big 12 champ Baylor. And after that visit commits to Michigan State. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, and he is a, a 248th nationally, 27th best cornerback in the in the country. He's 44th player out of Texas. Um, even better if you, in, in some regards, uh, if you're looking at him just from 27, 24-7 sports and not the composite ranking. Uh, his offer list is also pretty rad. Um, not quite as elite, uh, but you still got an LSU on there. You got an Oklahoma State. You've got half of the SEC. Stanford's on the list. Uh, Utah. So anyway, real, real interesting player, but goes and visits Arkansas this week. And the, the crystal balls are coming in for him to change his commitment from Michigan State to Arkansas. Arkansas. I mean, I think it's it's been so you know the the way D'Antonio ran things here, where you you were not allowed to give a commitment to Michigan State unless you canceled all of your other visits. Right. We're just gonna see some of this, um, yeah. And we're gonna see us flipping recruits from other places. Like these are the waters that you're choosing to swim in, and we just need to be comfortable with. That sometimes a kid is gonna make a commitment that he maybe changes his mind on. Yeah, and that's. Fine. I think that's. I think that's right. I. Uh, I. I wonder. I mean, I think, and I'm not trying to be. Well, it's just I am an old man, and I am yelling at the cloud. Is there a cost? I mean, there's not a cost. There's no cost. These kids can do whatever the hell they want. One would hope that one's yes means yes, and one's no means no. And the truth is. But you learn this in life. You learn it young, or you learn it old. But you learn eventually. The grass is not generally greener on the other side. The grass that you have is the grass that you have, and you tend to it as best you can. In some years, uh, especially if you have Michael Jones's yard, it is incredible, incredibly dense and lush. If you have mine, it is. Oh, you should not. see the new house. Well, we both have room for growth, but my point is, so <laughs> you know, like he, the kids can. He still got to visit at Cal, right? He he just got back from uh, Arkansas two days ago. He, uh, he and, and next Saturday he's going to be in, uh, or next Friday he's going to be uh, visiting the Bears. Well. So then what? Are we going to do this again? You're going to get to California and realize that, what the fuck am I doing in Arkansas? In Little Rock? Kill me. No. You know, and then you see what it's like out in Berkeley. Yeah, goodbye. Or I guess, no. What is it? You see, where the hell is Cal? Where's Cal's actual You had it. It is Berkeley. Okay, good. So, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's so early. Like, yeah, to your point, you have to approach this with some level of magnanimity, right? Yeah, and and I think you know we look at uh, County Goodwin from from last year that came down yep. days after when he was originally supposed to sign. Ultimately, yep. didn't land him, but like you know had a we we were we were that team that was trying yep. to flip a kid who had made a commitment. Um, you know, you look at uh, uh, Rashawn Benny, uh, who is now at the University of Michigan, who was at you know one point in time supposed to be sort of the the prize jewel of, of an early Tucker class. Mm. And, and like this stuff happens. What I think is more important is that you are seeing from Mel Tucker, the most top 400 kids that we'll have seen since the 2016 class. We are on pace to, to exceed it from a four-star perspective. 
Um, and so, you know, you're going to miss on some and that's okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know who would want to go join. What are they? The rat hogs? What's the Arkansas's? uh... Razorbacks. Razorbacks. Um, That's it. But it's also, uh, yeah, I, I, I assume that whoever, what was the thing where someone tweeted out about they needed their AR so that they could kill 30 to 50 feral hogs? Do you remember this tweet? That's it. Now you've got it. Now you've got it. I just, I have a question. I want, dear listener, stop what you're doing. If you're in the middle of driving, pull the car over right now. It is that important. Pull out your phone and Google what Sam Pittman looks like. And then ask yourself, if you had the choice (laughs) to play for Sam Pittman or Mel Tucker, what the fuck is going on? In some respects, Jalen Braxton, I think that you owe the Twitterverse an explanation why you even accepted a visit to the Rat Hog (laughs) Kingdom to visit Sam Pitt. I I just, I don't fully understand, but that's, I guess, to each their own. I get Baylor. I get Baylor. I, 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 you know. Well, he's from Texas. I get Cal because I'd like a free trip out to Cal. Do they have to pay their own way on official visits or do the schools help? No, the schools get to pay it. That's what makes it an official. That's why it's an official. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just yeah. let me just pour a little bit more on Yeho. This is a Chula Paranda tonight. Ooh. I didn't have any Valium, so I thought I would just do <laughs> tequila. tequila. Uh, so I guess, you know, I didn't anticipate... The, I think the last thing I want to say about recruiting is I didn't anticipate yeah. with some of these guys that we'd be getting commitment so quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. many of them no, are, are right. highly coveted that, yeah. that I anticipated this would these battles would be drawn out. Well, and they I, may yet to this to your point, right? Yeah, and I also know that you know if someone commits somewhere that Mel Tucker wants, he'll reach out and say, "Do I need to stop, or can I keep trying to recruit you?" Right. And so, just the guy knows the game, so he's going to play the game in both directions. I think that's the right way to look at it. Yeah, and so you know, it's uh, I, I think we just all need to buckle up. Yeah, it is. I I cannot say this. You know, I like I like the jokes about being obsessed with teenage boys. It's a good time. But it is, you have to agree, Alex, like it is a, there's an additional season to football season. Like this is fun. And you (laughs) get to say, you get to look at the rankings and be like, my team is better than your team. Yes. Like, yes, that's right. uh, You get to look at the social media posts and be like, my coach is indeed much cooler than your coach. And we all know Ah. who we're talking about, right? There's not, there's no one, no one can... No one, yeah, I can't. I'm not even going to. Yes, I Ryan am. Day's eyebrows are cooler than Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Mel Tucker could fit one of his cigars in the space between Ryan Day's eyebrows. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. The, and, and by that, you mean not along the nose line. No, you not mean, along the nose line. I mean, <laughs> horizontally between the two brows, there is enough space for him to smoke down an entire cigar. And the brows will not have been affected in the least. Not a, not a singe. Not a singe. Listen, I'm glad that we talked about Starboys. I think your point is well taken. This is, I like how you said this is fun because it is fun, but it's only fun because I don't fucking know <laughs> until they're here on campus and enrolled and locked in a dorm. Uh, right. Until in a, it, in a, yeah. Until it's signed. Until, until it's signed. signed this in, remains fun question mark. Yeah. Fun question mark. But let me tell you what will make football the most fun for the for the Great. tens for the tens of thousands of Spartan listeners faithful, of this pod. Listeners of this pod. 
who refused to leave a five-star review for reasons we don't understand. Uh, but for all of you who come to East Lansing on specific Saturdays in the fall every year, it is the consumption of distilled spirits and beer <laughs> and other potent potables, as it were, that makes the consumption of football even better. And this, uh, from Lansing State Journal, Alan Haller is quoted saying, although he recognizes he has no unilateral power to achieve this, is in full support of uh, Spartan Stadium offering alcohol in the hopefully not too distant future. I love it. I really loved it. Uh, I I keep going back to that I, I think we as a pod were a little bit down on Alan Haller as a hire. Um, I've never, you know, certainly him being a confirmed listener helped sure. change my oh, mind because very much. that, you know, I am that vain. Um, He's got good taste in programming. What do you want? Indeed. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I could not be happier that I was so wrong about, uh, he seems to be really like, not only are we going to be really good at football and basketball, but we're going to be good at all of the other sports and we're going to be a world-class place that like, you're going to love coming to and partying and celebrating and winning. Like this is about the winning. Correct. We're going to win on every front from fan experience to winning. (laughs) (laughs) To just winning at winning. Yes. Uh, I'm going to get $95 million to win. So um, I like Alan Heller quite a bit. Uh, confirmed listener, Alan Heller. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. I'm going to pull up the schedule. Uh, you talk to the folks about aircraft carriers. I'm going to. This is exciting, except for, is it exciting? Or is it dangerous? Uh, or is it dangerous? The jury is out. So, you, folk, avid listeners, how many years ago is this now? Was this 2014? I thought it was 12, 12? maybe. Um, Michigan State went out to Los Angeles, San Francisco. West no, uh, San, Diego. San Diego. San Diego. You're right. It was San Diego. And played basketball. This was the first. This was a big thing at the time. This really kind of cemented Mark Hollis's reputation uh as the as a skilled um administrator and deal maker able to kind of think creatively around tv rights branding and getting michigan state's brand out there i don't remember who he played to be honest north carolina fine if you say so i know we lost yeah. um on, a, on, a, on an air on an aircraft carrier, carrier. great everyone remembers i mean everyone was there well part two yeah Monsieur at ladies so veterans day 2022, Gonzaga, Michigan State, back in San Diego on an aircraft carrier. Everyone was in love with it until Draymond Green (laughs) dropped into the chat. (laughs) And all of a sudden, raised actually some pretty good points. Yeah, I I mean, he was like, this was terrible uh, to play play on. Um, It was not fun. It actually... You know the boat's rocking, it's so rocking. Uh, you you're are getting indeed... sea breeze. So there's like a constant film of like salty wetness to the ball uh, and the court and, and your court. I mean, what you're stepping on. You yeah, you, so you're truly you're truly risking injury 
And he's like, also, why don't we let the service men and women get off the boat for yeah, a Yeah, get off the... Enjoy yourselves. We'd like to put you up in a hotel. I, I don't know. I mean, there's... I, I don't know. I haven't seen the framing for this. If the framing, if any of the framing is we're doing this for the service members to give them Well, that's why would you do it on Veterans Day otherwise? Well, that's... Well, okay, okay, fine. You're giving them... You're putting on a show. But yeah, to your point. Come the fuck on. Yeah, like, air conditioning. They want you know air what conditioning I, and beer. I, you know what I'd love? I would love to be uh, at my workplace that I also live in and, <laughs> right. uh, and, and take in a show. Though, as I'm saying that out loud... I do watch Netflix at home and I do work there. So I guess there's that, but, uh, well, so you don't do like that. to drink in both of these places. I think that's one of the differences. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, give them, give them an army Navy experience, I guess. Like let them be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Go somewhere like, fun. Just, yeah. Uh, but, but I thought it was good to hear from the player's perspective that this yes. actually, this is great for branding, but this is not great from a player experience. And is this fair to ask of the players, especially with the injuries that have befallen our fucking team year over year? Yeah, I think Draymond might even be like, I don't care, put the court on the dock. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but not on the thing that moves, <laughs> please. Have you spent a lot of time on boats on the ocean? Uh, a lot of time? No. Yeah, or spent, any, any, have you been I've on a been, cruise? Uh, I've not been on a big boat. No, I've been on smaller okay. boats. I don't, and I'm actually not sure if this is true on cruises or not, so I don't know. And I've obviously air tra- aircraft carriers giant. I, so you know, it was Peace Corps in the Pacific. Those boats, they're a con, they're covered constantly in a film. Sure. And when I describe the film, I can't really do it justice, but it is like, it's like if sand could retain wetness all the time and sure. be not super gritty, but like way finer. Well, you know. Yeah, it, it's uh, if 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 you have you get a, in the ocean and you get out of the ocean, you know you have like that film on you. Or if you if you're um, uh, if you're somewhere that's sandy and it, you have a hard rainstorm, and so inevitably the sand kind of kicks up onto the cement. Yes, and it's like there's that slickness to there's it, a, even though there's a grit there. Yes, and it's it 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 doesn't come off. It it can't come off. It's omnipresent. Nate C, back me up on this, dude. So, but maybe air carriers because they're so big, or maybe there's some secret chemical that chemtrails, Jesus, chemtrails, and the vaccines prevent you from having to deal with it. So that's what they're for. Anyway, I totally sympathize, and and I think was more striking. I had never thought about it that way before. Like having lived there and already having experienced it, was like cool. I'm an aircraft carrier. Yeah, and then like it was took Draymond being like, "Hey, assholes! Like, <laughs> this actually is not a lot of fun. This is really stupid." So, uh, so other news, a couple other uh, programming notes. Uh, MSU basketball schedule for 2022, 2023 uh, was released. Yeah, not the schedule, I guess, but who we get once and who we get twice. So playing at home only. Maryland, Minnesota, and Northwestern. Cool. Uh, Away only, Illinois, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Cool. (laughs) And then home and away, uh, Iowa, Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan, Indiana, Nebraska, Purdue. I don't know, Alex, could you have crafted a worse... Like, I mean, I know... We don't know how teams are going to end up being, but I can make some assumptions that 
I don't really need to worry about Minnesota and Northwestern next year. I really wish you hadn't said that those words out loud. <laughs> uh, I mean, I only say that because Minnesota was a team comprised, I believe, exclusively of mid-major grad transfers last year. Of a bunch of raccoons stacked on top <laughs> of each other in a trench coat. Yeah. Yes, and uh, then uh, and then uh, Northwestern just lost uh, Pete Nance to UNC. <laughs> <laughs> to go be a starter there. So their one good player is gone. Said Nenite. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, it, you know, it cuts for it, it cuts against, right? So you lose a little strength of schedule. You pick up a little bit in some key some key oh, gaps. You gain opportunities for strength of schedule. Uh, sometimes, well, though, if you're Duke, the playbook is, we're just going to take an easy schedule and it's fine. And we're then our Duke. coach is going to retire and we're going to get a bunch of fucking... Uh, exclusively five stars yeah that's sweet uh the other bit of basketball news is uh jason whitens who folks may remember but likely do not uh he was brought in last year as a uh i think a grad transfer preferred walk-on from western michigan university um as a wing his uh he was a starter at western i think three out of four years and you know plays good defense if nothing else like he was going to be able to compete defensively at michigan state um is confirmed back he went down i think in the scrimmage with an acl tear Uh. and the the thought was always that like he might be used as a uh uh, you'll like this plum as a cudgel for max christie if he wasn't playing defense well enough ends up being max christie Played pretty okay defense. Well, um, it's fine. Uh, it, Max Christie's scoring output at points in time might have seemed like it was Jason Whiten's in a Max Christie skin costume, but <laughs> uh, but anyway, he he will be back. Long story short, uh, which is you know, if nothing else, it is wing depth. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. That is. That is an accurate statement. I can't with the wing depth. I can't with wings. I can't with anything that isn't a fucking five. I can't and I won't. And so I'm not going to. That's but fair. happy for him. Glad that he's back. Nobody wants to wish injuries on anybody, especially not your own players. I'm <laughs> unless grateful. It's Max unless it's Max Christie or anything. Grateful that he is hopefully going to be on the end. And who fucking knows? This guy could be a breakout. I don't, I love, would love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, if nothing else, he will be superb in practice. Uh, let's head off Grand River. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take some more of my uh, Rebel Stoke Fireball here. Uh, Plum, do we want to start with um, interesting news or reprehensible news? Let's always start reprehensibly. Uh, it describes both us, this podcast, and most importantly, anyone affiliated, anyone affiliated with that school in Ann Arbor. Ward Manuel proving to everyone that he has no depths of shame or self-awareness. Did we talk about when he defended Bo recently? Did we why, did we just, why did we just say why wouldn't he defend Bo at this point? I mean, wouldn't we just expect it? I mean, at this point, there could be video evidence of Bo laughing about the experiences of survivors of Bob Anderson's abuse, and you would still have him. You would have, uh, who's the asshole with the Jim newspaper Harbaugh? column? Oh, uh, Wojo. Him, no, oh, Mitch him. Album. Well, and the other one. My God, there are they come out of the woodwork. The guy that wrote all the book, you Bacon, John U. Bacon. Oh. They would 
just anyway, I can't, I have to stop. But my point is word manual, again, probing the depths of truly limitless lack of humanity has doubled, tripled even down on Mel Pearson expressing yet again, his belief and intention that Mel Pearson will in fact be back uh, to create yet another harm filled and saga ridden season for men's hockey at the university of Michigan. I don't think we talked about how the Great Lakes Invitational, uh, you know, <laughs> the the annual t- hockey tournament with um, schools from the state of Michigan, uh, yes. which has historically been held at, what was it, at the Joe Forever and then at, right. at Little Caesars. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> Pizzeria. The, yeah, the, the Great Lakes Invitational has changed. Uh, they're going to head over to Grand Rapids, which is fun and cool. Yeah. Um, and Michigan is no longer invited. Oh, um, so sad. Um, you know, it's interesting. If you're a piece of shit, people catch on. People catch on. There are consequences to actions, aren't there? Shouldn't well, there apparently be? not for Mel Pearson. Uh, and Very good. Very I good. mean, I think if we are going to tip our cap in any way, shape, or form towards Mel Pearson... It is that he has somehow really Costanza'd himself into oh, okay. the role yet again. Good. He just kept coming to work. And I mean, uh, that works. I think it speaks more to Ward Manuel's uh, inability to truly understand that he even had a hockey program. Is that, that's another, there's another thing. Or that there? he's in charge? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, is he? That, is he well, in charge? The way. I mean,. It does not seem that he's in charge, I guess. Uh, or at least it, he doesn't, it seems that he does not believe that he's in charge. Indeed, the way he phrased it, I ex- something about him expecting Mel Pearson to be the head hockey coach almost abdicated the responsibility that he has, the agency he has for whether Mel Pearson is uh, the hockey coach next truly, tr- I mean, it was, it was literally, the way he phrased it was like, it's up to Mel. Mel could could light babies on fire if he wants a job here. Who am I to say he can't work here? So you know, inflation is rising. Who I can't I can't what, do we're this. Go, we're gonna go on the job market for some guy. We can't afford to pay a Mel whatever he wants. I don't. Uh. So yeah. good for you, Ward Manuel. Truly, the <laughs> leaders and the best in Ann Arbor, and we are so thankful that this specific dumpster fire will continue to burn. I, you know, all, it seems to me the University of Michigan, just generally, everything they say and do is performative. And so if for no other reason than to to appease the performative woke culture mob, you could have fired Mel Pearson for any number of reasons. And the fact that they didn't take the easy out of the multiple opportunities that they had it goes to show that these are men who want to die on their swords, who look mm-hmm. forward to the opportunity for crucifixion. And good for them. Good for them. They'll get it. They'll certainly get the opportunities. Yeah. Uh, other news, Alex. Uh, this is more actually informative and interesting, I think, than Michigan's uh, continued failures in leadership, uh, is that the NCAA, it, a, a, an initial hurdle was passed, and a committee from the NCAA will be voting on instituting transfer windows um, it is expected to pass, but you know, long story short, you can't just up and leave anytime that you want to. There you go. Um, and it's not that you can't leave, you can, but that we're not doing midseason, we're right. not doing in between bowl games, we're you know, we're not doing uh right. right before the season starts, or or maybe we are doing right before the season starts, but that there are going to be 
specific Defined windows periods, yeah. where coaches can then have a handle on yeah. who is on my roster. Yeah. And these, these will vary by sport, right? In terms of the periods. Yes. Uh, that, that would, I would assume so though. This is most, I think applicable for football is, is that this is a, uh, a concern, a, a proposal that is born straightly out, straight out of the, the brainchild of, of football coaches. Okay. Um, how does NIL influence this? Is that self-evident? I mean, so this idea that like coaches could be coming in and trying to rob players from out from underneath them, like come there, to our there, bowl game because there's this NIL opportunity. If you sign with us now kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think this more has to do with the, you know, the, the grant of immediate eligibility and given the roster sizes of, of, and the number of scholarships tied to football okay. that, and the, and the true need, uh, not that you don't need depth in other sports, but like, I mean, football is, I don't want to overstate here, and I, but I don't think I am, is the most violent sport. And I yeah. include wrestling in that, um, that is the most violent sport and, and therefore having meaningful depth and not just like a too deep, but like you need more than that. Yeah. And so coaches need to have a better sense of who's on their program and who's not. Yeah. Um, and when they can go out and get a guy and when they can't. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would not be surprised if there's like some inducement concerns tied to it as well. So um, anyway, uh, look forward to that. August 3rd is the vote uh, and it's expected to be passed then. Um, should awesome. we head to the old Twitter questions, Alex? All right, let's head behind the Twitter question wall and start it off with Mamupolif. Mamupolif. Uh, asks, what does she ask? Jenny Wynn is opening the sports bra in Portland, Oregon, a bar for women's sports. If you are a fan of women's sports, you will be welcome there. What time are your reservations? P.S. They will actually have the sound on the monitors for the women's games. Novel idea, eh? Well, if uh, the rest of your questions didn't betray your Canadianness. That certainly did. Uh, uh, I actually uh, was watching a bunch of Sue Bird highlights the other day. Yes. Happy for uh, her. Yes. Uh, so um, I'm not an anti-fan of, of women's sports. I uh, love watching women's soccer. Excellent technical soccer. I've always said that. Listeners of this pod have heard me say this. Uh, it's and I better. Think I, get, I think it's better technical soccer than the men's sport. In fact, I think I got shamed for saying that I thought uh, fast pitch spot softball was a fantastic and arguably better sport than than baseball. Um, Not neither host of this podcast would have argued that point with you at all. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think Twitter Twitter came after me, um, and I, I do thoroughly enjoy uh, the the baseball, but uh, women's fast pitch softball, incredible sport. Um, Next up uh, from a Wait, hold on. Unrelated uh, to women's sports, how do you feel about the sound on the monitors? And and that can't possibly be true. Otherwise, you'd have multiple sports casts going over at the, each other at the same time. You know, I liked it when you know in the old fifties uh, diners, and you'd go in and you had your own table, had its own personal mini jukebox, and you'd put a quarter in. You could listen to whatever you wanted to at your table. That's what's required here. Your own little mini sound system, so you watch whatever sound and then whatever big screen you got it. 
I uh, one of my favorite bars in Philly that is now uh, non-existent uh, had it was it was great for game watching parties because they had sort of they had lots of TVs and there were like quasi rooms if you will uh, uh, okay. that you could like go into uh, and and get sound for your game. Um, uh. Next from the Mupalif uh, asks, it's strawberry picking time. Not a question. What is your favorite flavored order of jams, beginning with? Your can't do without need to have some now jam, strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, grape, and your favorite uh, jam or a jelly, or you don't care because you don't know the difference. Ooh. All right. I'll go first. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. It is definitely raspberry followed by, well, it's raspberry jam followed by preserve. Don't throw that one into the mix. It's raspberry jam, strawberry jam, grape jelly, and then blueberry. I don't give a fuck because I don't think I would probably. I don't. Know yeah, I do that on a pancake maybe, and I don't sure. know that I would, I would do a jelly, not a jam. Anyway, uh, one you didn't list here, Mamuvlif, uh, and I don't know if these are just not native to uh, Canada, uh, but uh, boysenberry is boysenberry. a fantastic jam. Jam, fantastic. Jams have, or jellies, some, one of them has pectin. I'm not going to look this up. I don't oh, care Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't care. I, I just, think I, one I has an seeds or not. sugar. Yeah, oh, maybe that's it. Seeds or not. Yeah, jelly <laughs> is very smooth. But I do think I prefer the jam. So raspberry, though, all the way. Yeah, raspberry for sure. Strawberry second. Gra- I right. mean, yeah, grape last. Or blueberry last, but yeah. grape, yeah. Okay, uh, last up from Mamopoli. Oh, for goodness sakes, I forgot to number my questions this week. What life-altering event have you dealt with lately, and who did you contact for support to get through the ordeal? Oh. I don't... Well, I'll go then, because I, dear listeners, went through the, and am going through the saga of buying a house and listing my own house, and who else has gone through the same experience? In recent weeks, Michael B.P. Jones, ladies and gentlemen. So that's who I called. And he provided both moral support and spiritual support. Uh, I guess the nearest I can come up with is um, dealing with the harsh reality that children get killed in schools. And uh, I I talked to my therapist about it. Yeah, Uh, you have to. I uh, I also went to um, a movie theater for the first time with my son today, and that was a bit triggering, if I'm being honest. Um, fuck guns. Fuck guns. Uh, next up, Elon Bloom. We don't talk enough about it, uh, is all no, I'm I mean, say. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like, if it's a I constitutional just, right, and I'm still not convinced that it is, but if it's a constitutional right, then it's one that good people of common sense should be willing to part with. They should be willing indeed. to part with it if it means ensuring that my children don't get shot in the head at school. I mean, that's just, I'm like, give, give it up. I don't need it then. Take it from me. Yeah, I'm laughing truly right now because uh, I'm not going to cry on the podcast. And it is, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't, it was not, I guess, I, I don't even know that I want to say fortunately, but it was not necessarily life altering for me, but that's the nearest I can come up with. Um and otherwise, it is all housing-related things on my end, and I have leaned on my friends and family. Um, Elon Bloom is next. Let's move off of that topic. Uh, and 
who uh, Elon Bloom asks, 2023 recruit Jeremy Fears seems like an ideal Izzo recruit at point guard. Does Izzo coach the entire four years Fears is likely to play in college? So why do you think that Elon Bloom thinks that Jeremy Fears is an ideal Izzo recruit at point guard? Yeah, that's an interesting point because I would actually say that in some ways Trey Holloman, uh, 2022 commit, who maybe is a bit of a combo guard, but you'll remember was a uh, would have been a very highly rated football recruit yeah. for Michigan State if he had played football. Uh, and that has historically been a bit more of the Tom Izzo mold, if you mm. will, is, is that kind of a player. But Fears, I mean, Fears undoubtedly is is a, a three level scorer whose first instinct is to pass. And like, I, I that's mean, it. Then, yeah, there it is. Uh, does Izzo well. coach the entire four years? I I, refu- I refuse to get on the record about when Tom Izzo is going Retires. to retire. There's yeah. there's just nothing to indicate that he's close to done. Yeah, and I don't know that there ever will be. No, I think that's right. And he's certainly if if folks expected his. Uh, coaching staff selections or just demographic makeup to reveal anything. Ha! Ha! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so at this point in time, yes, I expected him to coach all four years. I like, I have no reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if Tom Izzo wins a natty or gets to a final four and loses in a heartbreaking way at that point in time, I will have a conversation with you about it, yeah. but, and I, yeah. I assume Tom Dizzo will let us know the day after it happens that he's retired. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's right. Uh, next up from Elon Bloom. Can you propose a really great NIL deal for one Michigan State player? For example, the Burger Burger <laughs> at a local restaurant. Darius Snow already has an ice cream deal. Do they all have to be pun related? Is this... Are there any cannabis uh, shops? Because depending on how he pronounces it, uh, Clay Whedon, you know, the, the Weedy Whedon. I don't know. That's. Uh, I will go with, uh, uh, is there a um, a florist uh, on campus? Because Peyton Thorne could be uh, hawking some roses. That's uh, it. That's it. Yeah. Um, That's all you get. Burger. Uh, all right. Last up from Elon Bloom. There seems to be a real change in the way the program is run from D'Antonio to Tucker. Do you have a personal preference? You know, I think personal preference implies that this was ever a head-to-head, and it wasn't. So yeah, it's it's more a, a, a moment, a, a, you know, who's right for maybe the moment in time. That's right, and there's no denying that that Mark D'Antonio was not just right at that moment in time. He was the only. He was the savior. He was the only one that it, it had to be Mark Antonio. The whole thing has come about because could someone else have done it? I don't know. Don't really care. Mark Antonio did it. Yeah. And now we're at another place. The evolution requires something new. And Mel Tucker, by every expectation, is both living into it and exceeding it. So that said, I, I can't I can't pretend like I didn't say earlier that isn't this fun. There being a new well, season. You put a question mark at the end of the word fun, but yes, it is yeah, fun. But it is a little bit fun. Uh, and so I don't, if I didn't think that, I mean, obviously Mel Tucker is, is uh, 
quite manicured in in the way he is publicly presenting. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's inauthentic That's either. It. That's it. That's it. This is and, not performative. This is not performative for Mel Tucker. Yeah, I, I yeah, like the, that. Yeah, manicured it is, is a good way to say it. Um, and and he like and it, it, the because I, by all accounts, Mel Tucker doesn't like the transfer portal. Like, I mean, he in in some ways. Uh, probably agrees a little bit more with Tom Izzo on, on some of his perspectives, but his, his approach to neutral thinking um, and, and how it lives out in the sport is just, I think appropriate for the time. And, and also, frankly, I I forget who was saying someone, I, I need to give a credit to somebody else who said this, but it was, I think a great point. You remember when like even bowls, Alex were different under Mark D'Antonio, when Mark D'Antonio started, it was the BCS. Yep. And like that 2013 team, probably, if the college football playoff exists, yeah. wins it, it might win a natty that year. Right. And we, but we don't have that. We didn't have that. And at the time that Mark D'Antonio was hired, it was all about get to the Rose Bowl. Yep. Like that was the, that was the thing. And now you have Mel Tucker, you know, the, the quote, came up in a social media post, but like, why not us? Mm-hmm. Why can't we, why can genuinely, why can Michigan state not win a national championship? Yep. Why can't we be the place that five stars want to go? And, and so it's just, di- it's just different. Yep. Anyway, sorry to, sorry to go longer on that, but like, I think it's, it's, I mean, Mark D'Antonio, the more time we get away from him, the more I'm like, God, he was great. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Joe Ashworth. Uh, one, one question. Only one question, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, how fucking great is summer in northern Michigan? Alex, the, this is for you. The picture that he had, beautiful picture, pristine northern Michigan lake, lovely looking dock, had a couple chairs, and a beautiful power sport boat right on it. I have to say there is nothing greater than summer in northern Michigan. And I'm not sure, Joe Ashworth, where you are, but I would be happy to come anytime, go out with you on the boat. Oh, I was going to say, Jason's heard this before. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring a case of whatever you want and and some potato salad. He makes a great potato salad. Just saying. What's better than potato salad in the summer in northern Michigan? There's nothing, Joe Ashworth. There's nothing. The coast. Happy to come. Uh, all right. Next up, Always Thinking 1835. What beloved children's movie from your youth would you like to see get a modern gritty re- reboot? Oh. Uh, I believe uh, he, oh, um, oh no, no, these were all just sort of mildly related. Uh, Fern Gully is my answer because that was a very dark movie, it actually. Was a dark movie, yeah. Uh, the Rescuers, The Rescuers Down Under. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah. Great, 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 great. It had, uh, Whoever the guy is that plays Patton in the movie Patton. George C. Uh, Oswald? George, no. no, George George Scott. George C. Scott. George Scott, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Patton uh, Oswald was what Patton I did Oswald. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plays like the like angry dump truck guy or something like this. I vaguely remember the movie. There, there was, was some movie cross. about a toaster. Oh, yes! 
I loved that movie. Me too. Oh. I do not remember the name of it, but I also believe it was kind of dark, actually. It might have been. Hold on. It was like the toaster that could. I know that's not it, but it was something no. like that. Yeah, you find that. I'm going to ask the next question here. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst children's movie for your children, real or imaginary, to watch repeatedly? The Brave Little Toaster. I was close. <laughs> uh, watch repeatedly while you're trapped in a moving vehicle with them. What's the best? Uh, huh. Oof. Um... Well, I guess it's the Brave Little Toaster is the best. I mean, Toy Story 4 slaps. <laughs> Toy Story 3. Is that the tearjerker? Yeah. That's like, it, it's it's way too mature. I will also oh, say, yes. took Blake to see Lightyear. Uh, no spoilers. Okay. Um, but I, I will just say, Lightyear is substantially more violent than any of the Toy Story movies. Would you have taken it if you'd known that? It was playing at the right time, so... Did it hold his attention? Yes. Uh, it, it just... Like, I, I've just started to notice some... Like, some parroting happening. Uh, that... Um, Developmentally appropriate. That's good. Yeah, I'm just a, a little bit more mindful of... Uh, like there was a Spider-Man show that he got really into that like is, is a younger, younger, like a, a kid Spider-Man even. Yeah. And it's still like, mm, this ain't it. Right. Like yeah. we're not ready to, to get into wars and talking about death yet. So, yeah. um, anyway, uh, next up, <laughs> always thinking 1835 asks, how many land before time movies do you think there are with a hint it's enough that they stopped numbering them at a certain point. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, that, that implies there are 15. Uh, you should you should have given an over-under on this. Uh, how many? Is it eight? Uh, holy shit. Uh, let me just say this. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's 12 that show up in the the google search image oh my God. like that means it could that, be but, 15 but then there's a button that says show more nope okay don't show more don't show more this is oh, wait, 14, 14 ah, i was close i was close that's great all right thank you always thinking 1835 for that series of questions having absolutely nothing to do with anything great <laughs> next up is mike jones the real mike jones uh, although here's to you, Mike Jones, I'm having the Rebel Stoke right now. Oh, very which good. Which I Ash. continue to uh, co-sign. If if someone's looking for a a more unique version of uh, Fireball, uh, co-sign on Rebel Stoke. Mike Jones, get Rebel Stoke to sponsor this podcast. Thank you. Love you. All right. Uh, have you ever? First up, have you ever taken a job and then only a week later changed your mind to take a different job? I literally did that. I, think I literally I am wondering word. what he knows about you. Yeah, I um, I took a job at a recruiting agency, and then like a weekend, got contacted by a recruiter to come join my current company, uh, and the offer was too good to ignore. And, Better offer. Um, and so by by two weeks on the job, I was out the door. Atta boy. And I don't think you should have felt bad about that. I think in the first couple months, listen, if an employer can drop your ass in the first few months because it's not the right fit, you absolutely can drop the employer because you're like, sorry, I got a better offer. 
This is yeah. what capitalism is. I'll tell you, I, I've never done this, but in a different way. Yes, I have. In soccer, refereeing, you get assignments. And there is an unwritten rule. Well, in some leagues, I guess it might be more formal. That once you accept an assignment from an assigner, you cannot turn it back if a better assignment comes up. And so what's a better assignment? Well, better more teams, more could be more money, could be a higher profile match, could be a match that tests your skills, could just be something closer to home that you'd rather do. It's really frowned upon once you've accepted a contract um, assignment to to give it back to the assigner, to call or email the assigner and say, hey, something came up, I can't do this game anymore. Generally speaking, goodwill, you always have. And so... Uh, Someone gets sick, you get sick, uh, your car breaks down, something happens, and you're like, "Hey, the dog goes to the vet." You're like, "I, I can't take this assignment anymore." You give them a couple heads, a double, a couple days head up, they'll, they'll, they'll replace you. But when you start cherry picking assignments, you piss people off. And I did that once in college and got blacklisted from the Michigan State Cup and was not invited to referee there for like five years. <laughs> well, part of those five years where I was in the Peace Corps, so kind of was an exaggeration, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you just started giving the I'm in Micronesia excuse a little too early. Yeah, yeah but it's interesting. This, you know, this was like my fault, right? Because, I mean, it was kind of a shitty thing. It was like a youth game in Brighton, and instead I refereed a Michigan State women's college game, like or a college club game. But the point is, you know, know what you're dealing with, right? In this case, obviously, you've burned that bridge. You'll never go back to that employer. Eh, it's a limited number of people that control Michigan soccer, so... <laughs> Should have been a little more probably cognizant of yeah. what I was doing. Uh, I gave them the chance to match pay. They yeah. didn't. Well, good for you. Um, good for you I, and good for your new employer. Yes. Uh, all right. Next up, Mike Jones asks, it's Father's Day. What do you think Jim got Mel for the big day? I did have, I did ask uh, Shartvert to work on a, uh, a Father's Day card for our Instagram. So I don't know if he delivered on it, but I asked oh, him. I, got it. I can look it up. And speaking, oh, I don't have my phone with me. Well, speaking of which, happy Father's Day to you, Mike Jones, the only dad, daddy on this podcast. I wish I didn't feel so comfortable when you said that to me. Yes, um, and you should. Uh, growing up, this is a great question from Mike Jones. Best summer job, worst summer job. I, this is the only time I've ever wished that Kevin Greck was around. Most of the time I wish that he wasn't here. Hmm. Same, same. Do you want to try to answer it for him? Uh, best summer job. Ooh, I'm trying to think of what he's done that wasn't. He did a lot of moving, a lot of summers moving. I'm going to say best summer job working with my dad. Uh, worst summer job working for our dear friend. Uh, well, you, I'm not going to someone else, a dear friend, but you, you know who I'm talking about, right? I do. My roommate. Uh, that, so uh, yes, indeed, former roommate. I I'm calling you out. Worst employer. <laughs> Worst <as> employer. <laughs> that's mostly just to boost my dad up. Uh, uh, mine was a best summer job. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a great little summer job as uh, the office assistant in an architectural firm. Of course, you did. I got to open the mail. Uh, one of the architects would go out on these site visits, and he would handwrite on a legal pad all of his notes. And they would come back to the office and he had a second legal pad and he would rewrite all of his notes in cursive. And then I would take the cursive notes and I would, Why would he give it up. to you in cursive because he like, didn't think that anyone could read his chicken oh, scratch his... notes. Oh, okay. So then it was going to cursive and cursive 
was like, you know, I could read cursive. Was this a skill? Is this a skill? And then you, I would, you, you went to fourth grade, I guess. And then I typed it and then I typed it down. So that was a great job because it was an air conditioned office and they paid me more than they should have to literally do nothing. Uh, the worst summer job that I had though was uh, our last year at college at Michigan state. After we graduated, I was supposed to go to the Peace Corps immediately and they reassigned me to a different country that didn't depart until September. I for, you know, where were you? You were supposed to go to the Seychelles? I was supposed to go to Caribous. Oh, and, that's right. And I ended up going to Micronesia. And so for those three months, well, two and a half months, I worked at the children's place at the- That's uh, right. At the mall in Okemos, the Meridian Mall. The children's right. place. Every time I see the children's place, I do. I literally think of you every time I see it. And I was sexually harassed almost every single day that I worked there. I kind of saying that with a smile, which I know is from a really extreme position of privilege. Uh, but it is funny. I, I definitely was. He was, hold on, I'm going to just say this. I'm not going to describe him because I don't want to go to jail for uh, uh, whatever disparagement or whatever this legal term is that's in the news now. Um, his wife it was this he was the manager at the children's place his wife was the manager at the gymboree across the, the hall like no it just way. doesn't get better than that it's like, like someone uh, being the manager of the applebee's and and the other one's yes. the manager of the fridays across the, the street. fridays yes i'm like and you thought he was straight like huh mm-hmm. no more power uh, to you more power to you um i will uh Say 1A, best summer job. Uh, Dad, got to give the shout out to window washing. Cliff! If it was not my father, um, I after my freshman year of college, I mowed lawns hmm. for a summer uh, with it. And uh, honestly, that was a great job. Like, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you're done by like three every day, too. Yeah, you are. And you're outside, and especially on nice days, which you would only be mowing on a nice day. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, worst summer job? <sighs> I would think I schlepping know. burritos around in the summer was probably not the best thing. Although I know you liked working for B2B. Yeah. And uh, that was that was the summer after our senior year. That was a really fun summer. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't have uh, I don't have a ton of complaints. Um, I don't know that I've had a bad summer job. Honestly, if I could go back to the time in life where summer jobs was a thing, mm-hmm. I might sign up for that. Uh, next up, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Can Alex Plum take some Valium? Oh, I see the call back here. You, you need a call forward is what you did. I call want to explain forward. comedy to you. Call forwarding. <laughs> Mansplain call forwarding or whatever. Yeah, I can do both for you. I'm, I'm quite good at that. Uh, uh, <laughs> can, can Plum Alex take some Valium or something before recording this one? You did get some complaints about the volume. Yeah, uh, I have, I've gotten a lot of complaints about the volume. I'm sitting back at what I believe is an appropriate distance from the microphone. There's no horn this time around. I mean, I've tried to use my mouth as a horn. Uh, and honestly, folks, if you want to blame someone, you got to blame the editor who has been too busy. He mixes the thing. Yeah. He's been too busy studying to get into Trump University yeah. uh, to uh, to indeed uh, edit the episodes appropriately. Yeah. Uh, what does Max have to do in the NBA for Alex Plum to admit he was wrong? I... Golly, that's a good question. Probably I don't know. three peat uh, NBA finals in one, in one year. <laughs> in one year. <laughs> um. Last up from the other day. No, it is get drafted. 
Is that too much? By an actual he's, NBA team? He's going to get drafted. All right. Well, damn. But like, but then, but then play. Get drafted and then play. Not get yeah. So not like, so not a two way deal. Yes. Like get drafted and then play, and then I'll eat my fucking words. This well, season, Ca- Cassius has has played, but like, not really. Okay, play in at least ten games. Get drafted and play in ten games. Do you know how many games there are, man? Are there more? There are more than ten, right? Yeah. No, I'm saying there's a lot more than ten. Yeah. Was Cassius played in ten? Yeah, he is. Damn. Okay. Uh, so do better than Cassius is sort of do your better threshold. than Cassius. Do better than Cash. Uh, though no one is better than Cassius. No one. Uh, is better than Cassius. Last up from the Everdog Jerk guy. When are you going to have Graham on the pod? He is, okay. of course, referring to Graham Couch. A uh, confirmed listener, Graham Couch. I should say. Which was a bit surprising. Which Very I think surprising. Tells me that when we have fun at his expense, some of I you was are narking almost, on us. I was almost embarrassed because we've said some pretty hurtful things about Graham Couch over the years. <laughs> yeah, assuming that he did not listen to the podcast, I do think uh, we've said two, at least two nice things about Graham Couch that are worth repeating. One is, uh, uh, Greg said this recently, then, no, so take that with a grain of salt, because Greg's a piece of shit. But right, uh, we in fact, it seems that we have fun at the expense of anyone who's not here, not here. on the yeah. Zoom. Yeah, I wonder uh, if he'll get emotionally hurt like I did when I wasn't here. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so I uh, so Greg recently said that um, that one of the things that you can at least say about Graham Couch is that he is he's always had interesting ideas, whether they're good or not is a different question. But like has at least been um, been good at pushing sort of conversation and dialogue mm. um, and, and innovative ideas. The other thing that we've said before about Graham Couch is that despite the fact that he publishes some things that I would describe as not always brilliant, <laughs> uh, he's, he's published plenty of uh, smart things, but that, like... It's easy to to blast on Graham because he puts his name on what he writes. That's that's a great point. And and so I don't have to like things that Graham says all the time. Yep. But he has the courage to actually put his name on it. And someone more than someone multiple places pay him for his ideas. Yep. Which no one pays us for our ideas. So like Say what you will, and we've said plenty of Graham's expense, but like, I salute the hell out of someone who has the the courage to to actually write their name down on something that they do and yeah. not hide. Very, um, very well said. Uh, as for whether we would have Graham on the uh, on the pod, um, Graham has long been promising that he would do a my worst takes column, but like never follows through on it. So I say instead that if we were going to have him on the pod, we would just crowdsource to Twitter what are the his dumbest things that Graham has ever said and make him answer for his crimes on the podcast. I think that would actually be a little bit of fun. Um, a lot any- of, bit of fun. That's great. Yes. All right. Uh, Next up is Thomas, Thomas Zambiazzi. 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 He actually wrote in to let us know that's the pronunciation. Did he really? No. Zombie, zombies are ease. What kind of car or other vehicle, scissor lift, 
would convince you to go to <laughs> MSU if you were a football that's recruit. The, the that's the answer. It's Sizzlerlift. It's Sizzlerlift. <laughs> I mean, how in the hell else can Notre Dame explain it? Honestly, here's the thing. If Brian Kelly stopped doing that dumb 360 video thing where he's like <laughs> butt grinding against somebody and instead just said, hey, we're going to do this on a scissor lift. That's it. I, I would I would respect the hell out of Brian <laughs> Kelly a lot more. If he said, welcome, if, and, and, then, and then double down, if at the top of the scissor lift, he said, welcome to Death Valley. Yes. And then pushed one of the recruits off of it. That. That's what football is. Yes. Good for him. The, the lowest star among the official visit group, he just pushes off. Pushes <laughs> off the scissor left. <laughs> or just push him up, put him up in a windy day. Pressure him to go up in a windy day. You know? What's the difference? Compete really? to play, compete to stay. Compete to play, compete to stay. Hey, red faced Brian Kelly, you absolute shitbag. Uh, uh, but honestly, is- but but to answer the question, I would love uh, the Panamera, a Porsche Panamera. You know, the station wagon feel of that car. The Panera? Pan- <laughs> okay, I'm all done. Okay. With an apple on the side. <laughs> uh, next up is John Hubbard. Saudi Arabia and human rights allyship and neon uniforms. Why did the show have to get political? When did we Yes! Get- oh, John Hubbard! I am clapping for you. Mostly, you know why? Because what jersey was Pancake Honcha wearing in his pictures? Yeah, much like James Pyatt, I will go where the money is. And, yes. uh, and if Pancake Honcha wants uh, the neon Wants neo uniforms, then come on, Saudi Arabia. Let's do it. <laughs> I will take the blood money of neons all it day, is, every day. It is really interesting that Phil Mickelson gets Got all out. of this heat. I mean, Did this you is know what this James Pyatt beat him, by the way? Did the, he really? In the yeah. in the what is it? U.S. Open right now? What are we at right no, now? No, no. Well, so no, no, no. At the the last Live Tour event, it, James Pyatt. Oh, not oh, only it's, probably oh, it's happening right is, now. well, the U.S. Open's happening right now, but early like early last week, late last week was the first Live Tour event, and uh, he he beat Phil Mickelson. He won like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and that's on top of the like seven figures that he already had secured by being a member of the, just by being there. This is what is inexplicable to me, but this is because I'm not a smart person. Phil Mickelson gets dragged, dragged by woke Twitter because he... Well, he's a piece of shit. Fine, but he deigns to say out loud what every fucking human, non, I don't know, almost every human being believes or knows, which is, yeah, what happened to Jamal Khashoggi was fucked up and scary. Says it out loud, to be fair, does paint with a broad brush, says Saudi Arabians, and I think naming an entire populace or national group as being sus is unfair, and, and to be fair. But if you read into the context of what he's saying, and, and he meant Saudi Arabia, the kingdom, the government, yes. the kingdom, he's absolutely right. And now, now he's being pilloried because he's receiving all this money to go on the tour. I mean, I don't know who to. Clearly, you know, it's he's dealing with both hands, so that's its own thing. But also Twitter, fucking calm down. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Khashoggi uh getting getting murdered, uh if, if you if you misspoke, which I, I don't know that I don't know the comments that you're speaking of, but I assume that it was a 
misspeaking when he said Saudi Arabians instead of saying sort of the right. kingdom of right. or he said you know, he said he said there some scary motherfuckers. I think that was the quote. Hashtag there. Uh, anyway, the but the it, which is like I don't know that we got fully into it. And we certainly don't need to now. But like, <laughs> why not? I, J- James Pyatt, I have more tolerance for his poor decision making versus Phil fucking Mickelson, who is how rich? Yeah, I mean it's but I, but I think at a certain point. When you become that wealthy, you lose. You're just become detached from reality, and oh sure, sure, you just it, it, can't even. You're just in, which you're in the which is like wild then wild just own, just own it then just own that like it's the money it's the money it's the it's money the money, it's the money, money 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 yep which is clearly because, James Pyatt's only answer I mean, which, it's, which is but like and and the thing is I can have some tolerance for James Pyatt I have less tolerance for like I'm a multi multi millionaire and I need to be a billionaire like I have less tolerance for that nonsense but like James Pyatt. I don't know if I'm going to make it professionally, and they offered to give me a bunch of money because I won the US Pro or the US Am. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm going to take the money. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's acceptable. I think he was wrong to do it. I think it's a shame and a stain on his name. But whatever. I mean, do yeah. you, bro? Like, cool. Like, be be your I, be your but best I, self. Like, I'm just saying that I would like to believe that even you can extend more empathy. Oh, to, to be James sure. Pyatt by a, sure. a lot a margin, a comfortable margin. Uh, 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 was that uh, Yali uh, or someone uh, cleaning the windows? An electoral college margin, even if we really want to get political, John Hubbard. Uh, <laughs> no, my chair is sort of this week. I don't know. I guess I'm putting on too many LBs with this move. <laughs> All right, next up, next is the up, Keithski. the Keithski. I just want to say, the Keithski. You look like a guy that I know named Darko, and when I look at your avatar picture on, uh, uh. Uh, Twitter, it reminds me of Darko, and I'm like, oh yeah, but it's not. It's you. So anyway, great name. Number one, the NCAA is dissolved and teams have to realign from scratch. Would 9 to 12 teams, which 9 to 12 teams do you have want to align with? Uh, All right, let's think about this for a real quick second. Like, I don't know that I want to undercut most of the folks that we're aligned with currently. Like I wouldn't want to lose Penn State. I wouldn't want to lose. Michigan you don't want to lose the much. trophies. You don't want to lose the trophies. Yeah, I want to keep my land grant trophy. Um, beyond that, I think you need to. You you still need to think regionally, right? Because cost still matters. Sure. Well, because it's not just football. Honestly, or basketball. You got soccer. You got fast pitch softball. You might I even have a- swimming and diving. No, we wouldn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you go off of that jumping, jump off that diving board, you're only going to find concrete there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Same with thing with a scissor lift, but neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I would probably, I'd pick up Notre Dame for sure for the yeah, brand. I think that's it. Yeah, Notre Dame. I wow. don't know but that. Did I that would... make you sick to say it out loud? If, 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 for the money, it, it's for the money. Um, I might you pick up Duke and Duke and UNC. That's but you just said geography. I don't know. I well, that's not it, like they're they're near enough each other that like it's a could, it's yeah. A, you could do a weekend. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Nebraska, Duke. Uh, when is really further? I yeah. I bet you Nebraska's farther than Duke is. I bet you're probably right. This is wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. It's terrible. Listen, this don't come for me. Great. I was I I me and all the listeners have been ignoring the the 
fucking forks in bowls clanking in the background. So I don't want to hear it. Oh, I don't want to hear one word. Not one word. Ah! All right. Next up, 120 foot sporty statue. I'm going to go uh, yell at my wife for a second about the noise that she's been making. <laughs> Just ignore the. Ignore the. <laughs> okay. No, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Just finish the question. Just the shouting. The, the shouting. That's it. 120 foot Sparty statue or the best basketball arena. Uh, what do you go with? I have a lot of thoughts on this, listener. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, 120 feet. I want to understand what 120 feet is. I mean, it has to be the giant Sparty that we've been talking to. I can't do it. It has to be the best basketball arena. And I'll tell you why it's the best basketball arena. We already have the best basketball arena. Everyone already knows. It's not Cameron. Whatever the fuck they call that. What is it? Cameron Studio? I don't even know what they call it. Who cares? It has to be the Izone. It has to be the Brez. I would say that the Breslin could probably do with an update. Or in it, what was it? 90s? 96? Something like that. So definitely, definitely could do with an update. But I think that there is a certain panache to having a stadium, an arena, a locale where people come to, and and the expectation is that when people come, they are going to be intimidated. They're going to be um, on the defensive. That has been the case when, when teams come to play at Michigan State. Now, it has not been the case when Max Christie is on the floor. Max Christie has the inane capacity to somehow undo all of the fearsomeness that the Breslin and and the Izone itself are able to maintain. How and why Max Christie can undercut the uh, ability of the Izone to generate a sort of um, you know sixth man capacity, no one will fully understand. And for this, we're grateful that he's left the team. Um, <laughs> but I think that uh, I think Best Basketball Arena is the answer. 120 foot Sparty statue is just. Yeah, I don't know. It's too much for me. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is a good question. You have to, this would have been a maybe a. Let me ask you this question though, because this I might have been a front runner for like if this was power rankings. Kitsky, come on, just drop the drop the real winners early on. All right, you have to build a team around one guy, Draymond, or Jaron Jackson. I think this is an easy answer. Okay. Easy answer. Why is it easily? Draymond? It's Draymond. Yeah, why is it Draymond, here, though? Here's, here's why. It was a senior season, right, that we went to the Final Four? Yeah. With a team that no one thought was going to make the Final Four. Okay. Like, I think they entered the season unranked. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. Draymond has a whole toolkit of skills that he is able to unleash and is able to defend at a, a size level much larger than him. In the same way that we saw Tillman so stuffing Luca like thrice, that face you're making when I said stuffing was uh, uncomfortable for 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 anyone. Uh, this is a podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Greg Greg doesn't like that we're on video now. By the way, I know um, he hates it. It's because he looks like he looks. You know, I would yeah. want I wouldn't want to be on video either. Yeah, he prefers to just jump out of closets at people. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's Draymond, uh, and like, don't me wrong. Jaron Jackson, I think, is seventh on MSU's all-time block list in one season. I mean, that's uh, impressive. 
you if you had a second season out of Jaron Jackson, my God, the leap that kid would have taken. Well, but it's but it didn't happen. Did it? But it's, it's Draymond. Uh, next up, Dan Hellpepper. Uh, you allowing this monstrosity on your vehicle and indicate the, the new license plate, no, and I think you new, got it. I did. I did get it. Uh, Dan Hellpepper, you've been coming for me personally. Okay. <laughs> A lot recently. Dan, do you know what month it is? Dan, do you know what month it is? This is Pride Month. Okay, so I'm going to just say, if you're going to be so anti-LGBT, Dan, I think you should just name it. (laughs) Just name it. QA plus, please. Um, Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one that has a problem. Uh, (laughs) I like it, and I'll tell you why I like it. Because my license plate, I'm not going to tell you the exact letter configuration, but it says Spartan. And I think there's a certain FU in blue and yellow that color is not maize uh for it to say spartan is a truly it's me reclaiming like we have done for certain words in this community queer among them reclaiming re-owning language verbiage and our time in this space so you should be able to too dan halpepper you should be able to too uh and you're reclaiming colors it is a very um Delawarean. Uh, it's Delawarean. Plate. It's Delawarean, but it's also a callback to the old uh, classic plate. So if you have a classical car in the state of Michigan, you can get this plate, mm. and it's it just it, it harkens back because of the and your Jeep Wrangler. I'm gonna fuck you to death. Okay, it's a <laughs> this the signature on the on the plate is a water winter wonderland, and I think that's the greatest uh, motto for our state: the water winter wonderland, because it, because it is both of those things. It is it, winter here is not pleasant. Shut up, I mean, you! You don't live here. Next up is Draymond. Uh, this is from Dan Helper, second and last. Is Draymond clearly the second best NBA career by an alum in basketball, or are we forgetting someone? By the by, I just learned that Presque Isle specifically means a peninsula with a very small connection to the mainland. What is your favorite? Oh, that was the second question. You didn't space that one well apart, well enough apart. Uh, so uh, but yes like is the answer much. to yes is the answer to Draymond. You're not forgetting somebody. No. Well, Drew Neitzel, who, by the way, I believe was in the box with Tom Izzo and Matt Ishbia. I know he didn't really play in the NBA, but I'm just going to bring up Drew Neitzel because I love Drew Neitzel. I think mm. he was in the. I think he was in their suite. Uh, Matt Ishbia's suite at the uh, the, the, the last game. Did you see a bald man and assumed? He was like smiling awkwardly and I was like, that's gotta be Drew Neitzel's like toothless yeah. smile. Love it. Uh, next up, uh, I just learned that Presqueil specifically means a peninsula with a very small connection to the mainland. What is your favorite geographic or geological fact? Uh, I don't have a great answer to this uh, question. Uh, aren't the uh, stalactites and stalagmites? Yeah, do you know which one's which, though? One's up, one's down. The stalactite hangs tightly from the ceiling, while the stalagmite stands mightily upward. That That's, sounds right. Uh, my favorite is the estuary, because it's where fresh water meets salt water. And that seems like a cool, very diverse bio region. Uh, I will say that, uh, I've been on one of those hills that if you put your car into neutral, uh, it appears that you're going up the hill instead of down it. Hmm. And there's a ghost story behind it. Yeah. There's, it's a mystery hill situation. Oh, was that one of the mystery spots kind of thing? Yeah. This was out in California, but yeah. Um, it's, uh, so 
Yeah, Dan, glad you asked this question. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Love you. Next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. I'm now just listen. looking at tits. I can't do it. <laughs> now listen, I love you guys, but a certain pex. I prefer pex. No, I like tits. Clar- clarify for people. That... No, I can't. <laughs> clarify! They're pex. They're pex. Dear no, I'll listen, I love you guys, but a certain someone needs to stop shrieking into the mic. And Greg, know, did you did you really think did you really ask me if Izzo had truly been bitten by a mountain man? Do you think hillbillies run out of the woods at the sight of northerners mad with bloodlust? Lust you took acid. I this is this is this multiple is a questions. great question. This is multiple questions in one. Yes. I don't think we answer a single one of them. The answer is just yes. I will apologize to you, but only you, Raymond. I'm not apologizing to anyone else for my verbosity and for the volume with which I offer my profound hot takes only you all right what's next jonestown who is the craziest person in spartan twitter if seen in real life which at uh, twitter handle would cause you to say to your wife please get in the car and lock the door don't argue please we need to leave uh i'm i'm trying to uh to not make this mean boy summer but uh, Mr. Neurotic Pants, I am certain you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually a really good one. Uh, but uh, there, there's, there's more than one. I think is the answer. Um, <laughs> but, but I will say, anyone who interacts with this podcast via Twitter questions mm, is not amongst not them. Not amongst them is correct. Uh, Alex, which Spartan dog most likely wears the best cologne? Plum, this is this is pride, and I feel like you're being asked this question. Yes, in a way that is yes projecting some stereotypes. I think you're right. The answer, though, ha- and so I just want to, <laughs> I want to acknowledge it, but I also want to just lean into my expertise here. It's got to be Bryce Berenger. It has to be Bryce Berenger. I'll tell you why. Special teams, special teams players aren't seeing very much action, and therefore. They're more cognizant of the smell of their pads, the smell of their jerseys, because they're sort of wallowing in it. They're getting the regular wafting of their own juices uh, throughout the game, especially on hot days. Uh, Bryce Berenger also has a mustache, and as everyone that has a mustache knows, it collects scents, and so it's pulling them back up at you. So I believe Bryce Berenger probably wears the best cologne. My guess is he probably wears dip tea, like yours truly. <laughs> I'm guessing uh for no particular reason other than just a hunch. Xavier Henderson. That's my yeah, guess. That's, that's probably true, actually. Uh he just strikes me as a man who cares about the scent. Looks Next good up in his suit. Yeah. Nate C. Does anyone on the pod hike? I feel like walking into the woods is just is still just walking. Except now I have to add a backpack and concern myself about "quote unquote" survival. Okay, thoughts. if there's any if there's any Twitter questioner that I'm le- least concerned about survival, it's probably you, Nate C. Given your profession and the way that you spend your free time protecting the country, so that's first. Second is love to hike, love to hike. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, this is just going to be a random pitch for the book, A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Bill Bryson has to be one of the United States' 
best folksy authors, not a folk hero, but the way he writes, he tells a perfect story. He knows inane amounts about American history and bizarre factoids that blend together in a seamless psych. And he talks in this book, A Walk in the Woods, about reconnecting with an old friend from high school, I believe, and they walk the Appalachian Trail uh, in sections. It's a fantastic book. And if you have never been a hiker, read the book, and I promise you, you will discover a love for hiking, even if it's just your neighborhood, state, or local state or national park that's close to you. It is a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, that's well said. Let me just tack one thing on. Uh, as someone who thoroughly enjoys uh, backpacking a lot, Nate C., um, I, I will say that there's a, when you're walking in places that walking isn't always easy, um, that there is a sort of vacancy that enters your mind as you truly are just focused on literally one step in, to the next step. Yeah. W like the placement of your foot. So you're not rolling it on a, a stone or, yep. you know, a, a root. Um, but yeah, is it walking? Yes, but it is it is beautiful so and scenic and so yeah, much more. Uh, and if you've not tried backpacking for some reason, then Please yeah, do. don't un remove the quotes on survival. Um, because I assure you, when I backpacked <laughs> the Grand Canyon, there was literally survival that was concerned about whether the amount of water to carry versus and and the 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 state of falling over the side or the lost coast trail in, in California where there's sections that if you don't walk it fast enough or timely enough, the, the, the shoreline will, the water gone. will come up on you yep. and it will take you out to sea. So, um, yeah, there's, but it's beautiful. Um, anyway, next up, uh, Nate C asks, do you change your coffee order based on season? Alex Plum. I do. Hot, I cold, do. sweet, not sweet. Well, yeah. Hot, cold for sure. I almost exclusively in the summertime get, uh, when I'm getting Starbucks, I get that uh, <clears throat> iced shaken espresso, the brown sugar one or whatever. It's fantastic. Mm, and nice. I am not above getting in the fall the pumpkin spice latte. I'm not. I am. I love it. And yes, I might be gay, but this is the month for it. This is the month that I can proudly claim that I'm a PSL addict. Uh, I will... I'll co-sign on the, like, I'll get one seasonal hot drink, uh, but I'm generally iced on almost everything. Iced really? or, or cold brew, yeah. Even uh, even in the winter? Yeah. Good for you. I mean, uh, I, I enjoy a hot cup of coffee, but, like, if I'm, yeah, I, 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 I like my cold brew. I mean, I have coffee uh, every single day, and it's usually hot, so an iced, iced coffee is a nice treat. Uh, next up, Nate C. What's worse, bright day without sunglasses or rainy day without an umbrella? Sunglasses, hundred percent. Yeah, I've got super sensitive eyes. Yeah. Uh, cannot I? I wear sunglasses. On well, we both day. have we both have very light eyes. We both have blue eyes. Yes, that's, it's unbearable without it's, sunglasses. It is part of that's part of the problem. I think folks with brown eyes don't quite understand what it's like for folks. What color are Nate C's eyes? Oh, I'm sure you have them memorized. I do. I can't say. <laughs> All right, next up is B underscore Lards, who I, I, I'm B nearly Lards? certain is yeah. a first-timer. Brad. Uh, Brad Lards. I hope Lards stands Brad. for Lardskowski. Brad Lardskowski. All right. You may be offending a first-timer here. Uh, all right, next up, uh, B asks, if MSU wins eight games this fall, how much does this impact recruiting? 
I tend to think that this is a big deal for MSU, keeping us on an upward trajectory. I would say only eight. <laughs> uh, I I I expect we don't win eleven again. Well, um, I'm not saying we're going to win eleven or ten. Okay, well, you know, still on ten. <laughs> Did you put a bet down? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, eight. Um, yeah. No, I would. I would think it would impact the thing. I absolutely would think it would because you know. That's still got, a good team. That's good. It's a great team. Well, what, seven? You're saying seven is a good team or eight's a good team? Eight, eight's a good team. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm afraid that less than eight is a bit of a problem and could absolutely impact recruiting. That it could yeah. be that the, uh, you know. The, eight the, plus is good. Eight yeah. plus is good for recruiting. Yeah. Uh, next up from Lards, Plum, this is for you. Why is Joey Hauser? Joey Hauser is uh, as a way to demonstrate the frailty of the human condition. We have to be reminded that nothing in life is sure, that the bad will always be triumphed by the good, but if that we get too comfortable in the good, there's always Joey Hauser to remind us that the bad is just around the corner. Joey's uh, going to have a fantastic season, and you're going you're gonna to become the biggest fanboy that ever existed. Listen, I have been pro-Joey for at least most of February and March on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, last up from Bilards again. Thank you for coming, Bilards. Uh, after all these luxury cars have sat at the fifty for recruiting photo ops, <laughs> if the chariot is not back in the pregame, does Mel simply hate horses? Wow. I don't. We, well, we were never around for the chariot. Yeah, that's game. that's. So you're you're uh, you are aging yourself, Bilards. Here, you're giving that's some us... that's some real old head stuff, and I'm I mean, here for it. The only the only thing I know about chariots is when I watch on uh, YouTube the Sooners uh, little like uh, whatever cabriolet or whatever, just getting absolutely bowled over on the side because the horses got spooked, which makes me giggle each time I watch it. Uh, so yeah, we're more of a bovine school than an equine school. That's Ooh. what I'm moo. You moo. You uh, next up uh, though. If they did have like a Lambo carrying the chariot, I'm, I'm here for that. That's a different game. That's a different game <laughs> altogether. All right, next up, Spartan 18770. Would anyone of you date Am... You know, we didn't know this was here, and I should have caught it, but I couldn't read most of the tweets because I was copying and pasting, and they were showing up in a different text color, and I wasn't really paying attention to what was written. So this is on me, but we have to... <laughs> we got to answer it now. Damn All right, it. you know what? Here, 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 Plum. Plum, let me ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Plum. I would. would you? I would. Would you, Alex this, Plum, this, in the middle of in the middle this, of Pride, Alex Plum? Would this, you date this. Amber Heard? Answer that question, and then we can move on. This, Alex Plum, gay this, man, would you this, date Amber Heard? This Pride Month, I would not date Amber Heard. Next question for Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. Do any of you plan on taking DNA tests to see if Herschel Walker is Holy your shit. dad? Okay, Spartan 18770, you are absolutely... Listen, I find the line and I fucking tap dance on it. You, my friend, are, are giving me a... And we are you are giving me a master course in how to absolutely fucking tightrope walk this damn thing. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what? Let's, I'm going to do some Rebel Stoke in honor of 18... In honor of this. And, I'm, and I've been drinking tequila, Spartan 18770, so I truly don't know what to say. Last question. What is your favorite Tucker car so far? And that I can answer. For me, it is the <laughs> G-Wagon. And I'll tell you why it's the G-Wagon. 
I drive a Jeep and I love a rectangle on wheels. The absolute absurdity of seeing such right angles followed by circles on the bottom is just a confusing array of shapes and confusing angles. Love it. Yeah, I'm here for the G-Wagon too. Uh, I, I When I was living in Connecticut, uh, the Land Rover, not Land Rover, yeah, Land Rover, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, very Rover. popular. Yeah. Rain, yeah. Yes, well, they Range were the Rover. Same. They were the same. I mean, whatever. Anyway, they're but very popular ones, out there. The old ones, the old Range Rovers, the ones that have like, I think the, actually those were Land Rovers with the giant back. We When we were in Liberia, we would ride in them and they had the two seats that folded down on the side and you would be in the back of it, but you'd be like interlocking your legs with the person sitting across from you because you were facing... Sort of uh, scissor lifting. I'm not going to go that far. Next up, Shartvert. Oh, wait, hold on. We had a Spartan 1870 had one more important note for us, which was fuck Michigan and the 2013 refs of the Notre Dame game. Well said, per usual. Shartvert. Uh, Spartan 18770, you can add a fuck Michigan in and you don't need to waste a question on it. We will include it every single time. Every time. Shartvert, first up... Has this recruiting cycle surprised you in terms of how much success Tucker has had with his June weekend visits? It has surprised me the commitments he's been able to get this quickly. It is yeah. not surprising to me that he's able to close. <laughs> That's not surprising to me. Guy's a closer. Remember, yeah. remember, he closed on a marriage on his first date with the woman. The man knows how to seal a deal. Yeah, he's a closer. Well done. Uh, next up from Chartvert, if you had the choice between 100 degrees or zero degrees all the time, which would you choose? Well, it's probably one of them is coming for us uh, eventually. What's your choice? <laughs> between 100 or zero? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. You get a pick. Oh, fuck. You know, my inclination was to go to a zero, but I think I'd kill myself. It's got to be 100. Yep. That's the answer. That's the only answer. Uh, is can't read, can't write prop bet specialist and social media manager too niche for a resume? Uh, maybe no. for a resume, but for LinkedIn, for sure. Put Perfect. that on there. Also with the tens of thousands of listeners that we have, Anthony, uh, this is, there's no doubt that this would result in your great success. Honestly, Shardvert, if it does not appear on your LinkedIn sooner rather than later, we're going to be pretty we, offended. We're connected on LinkedIn and I will give you an endorsement as such, and it will be on your LinkedIn profile whether you want it to be or not. Which is to say, if it doesn't happen soon, a certain password might be changing. So, No, no, no. We need him to keep working. Yeah, please don't, please don't stop working for us. <laughs> I'm not threatening password, you. That password stays there until someone else volunteers. Uh, next up from JD underscore Jerbear. One non-con home game and uh, home and home game choice for football. Okay, can we just stop calling it home and home? It's home and away. I am the reference. When you're speaking to me, one of the years I'm home and one of the years I'm away. It's not home and home. It's home and away. I don't know where home and home started, but it's not acceptable and nobody likes it and everyone is confused by it. Continue. And you can't choose Notre Dame. (laughs) Who do you schedule and why? <laughs> uh, I like Washington. Why not Washington? Um, Alabama? Can't be Alabama. I don't want it to be Alabama. As soon as I said it, I didn't like it anymore. Miami! Miami! 
That was a great. That was a great. Yeah, game I, I would take. I would take that as an ACC sort of challenge, if you will. Uh, I would do maybe Baylor. I was going to say something in Texas. Um, maybe uh, USC. I would take USC. That'd be fun. That's a flight. Yeah, I mean, and Get you, those you sky would, miles. You would sell that ticket out when they came here every year. You would sell that ticket out, no matter if they were historical shit or whatever. Okay, USC. Uh, and then and we would sell a bunch of tickets to go out there. Home and away. USC. Next up from Jerry Bear, if Wojcik moves to the OG role left vacant as analyst and Izzo goes outside the family for a full-time assistant, do we have a new outlook? I don't know that it changes my mind. I, 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 uh, these are tea leaves. These are soggy soggy tea leaves these are like tea leaves if tea was grown in i don't know ireland like you can't like, read it, them yeah they're, i would i would rather not good the point is burnt grounds yeah the point is it's not good tea you know it's not good tea so i think that's the point and uh, i don't know i don't know next up from jd underscore jerry bear no, there's no. I didn't put into the chat for Greg to do anything. Uh, Draymond has four NBA titles and has been a great ambassador to the program and donor. I don't know if he ever wants to coach and really don't want that in a way. But how should MSU basketball program honor him? Statute naming of a project, etc. This is our second statue question. Yeah, has he earned a statue yet? Or is this no? Maybe I no. This isn't our. This isn't our second, but it is. It, uh, <sighs> I mean, he's already given a lot of money to the program. He has. Uh, he has he been has. a very good ambassador, but it's been a short-term ambassadorship. His star has been burning exponentially bright, and 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 deservedly, earnedly, but for not that many years. I think also, it's a little he premature. Win, he didn't win a natty here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I am certainly not on the, like, let's raise the Mateen statue. Also, haven't we said on this pod consistently... No more statues. Yeah, I think the statues are a dangerous thing. Here's the other thing I'll say. I don't Tom Izzo probably him. gets a statue? When, uh, probably. When I see him... Well, no, he's got a football building named after him. Isn't that what all basketball coaches want? Um, when I see him, I don't recognize him. Because he doesn't look like he looked when he played here. Uh, maybe we name uh, a basketball stanchion after him or something. Stanchion. Jesus. Good for you. All right. Or maybe it's a stanchion from the Hall of Fame. Uh, next the... up, <laughs> next up, and I believe first up, correct me if I'm wrong, Mc, at McHammer Legos. Yes, another first timer. Another first timer. I love this. Rank your dream home. Here's the uh, ranking options. Lake House, New York City Penthouse, Mountain Home, Beach Home. Now I want to understand the difference between lake house and beach home. I'm assuming one. I'm assuming that the latter or the beach home is coastal, and the lake yeah. house is not coastal. Uh, some of this is going to be food influenced for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, what is what's the what's the night light situation like? But I'll go in this order. Wait, hold on. This is a dream home. Is this your primary residence or is this a vacation residence? Because that changes Ooh. it for me. Yeah, because all of a sudden, like I become yeah. way more penthouse oriented if it's Correct. my primary if it's residence. My primary residence, that's right. 
Holy guacamole! Did not see that coming. All right, let's uh, just take it as a vacation property for the fun of it. No, uh, well, if I get to pitch, pick my beach, I might go beach home, like because you could pick something out in certain parts of California that'll give you sure. a decent city. Um, but uh, vacation home, I'm probably gonna go beach home, mountain home, penthouse, lake house. Yeah, I knew that. And I think I'm the exact, I'm not the exact opposite. I'm definitely lake house first. Vacation. Vacation. Weird insects. Vacation is, okay, eat ass. Lake house, beach house, mountain home, New York City penthouse. Uh, Yeah. And if it was. I could could be convinced to swap New York City penthouse with lake house. If it's my primary, it's going to be penthouse, beach house, lake house, mountain home. So, yeah. There you go. All right, uh, last up, Vodka Soda. Every time you say Starboys, I for some reason think of Mario Kart. Who was your character of choice? Which course did you kick ass at? And who of the three of you would beat the other two? Plum, since you assumed... Oh, nothing, nothing. I think I must have copied the next one for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, My character of choice was usually Toad. Princess Peach! Nothing. Yeah. Uh, what was your uh, course of choice? Uh, I actually, I loved the uh, star. What was it called? The Rainbow the, Road. Rainbow Road. <laughs> I did, but I also hated it because like I couldn't really see where I was going. But I could always make up distance on Rainbow Road. Um, I like the beach one. Rainbow Road would probably be number two for me. Yeah. Um, and oh, you like the beach one? Oh, could you get like the you know where you go like on the ramp and you go through that the, secret yeah, yeah, tunnel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could never yeah. get there. I always hit the wall. Uh, I also know the shortcut on Rainbow Road too. So, you, wow. the Plum's Plum's face is shocked that there's a shortcut. I on I didn't Rainbow know there Road. was a shortcut. Wait, is yeah. it like you have to go off the side and then you land on the Rainbow Road again? Yeah, I think I saw someone do it once, and I was like, that must have been an accident. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's a shortcut. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so the answer seems to be that I would at least win in this. <laughs> yeah, you would totally win. You would totally win. Uh, Plum, since you assumed the only reason Michael would think so highly of softball is because he pissed me off, how bad would he have to piss you off to tell the lie that soccer is even mildly entertaining? Truly, Mike has thought that he has hurt me and still never said nice things about soccer. So I can't imagine (laughs) what it would take. He might have to like run over my firstborn or something with his vehicle. The reality is, Plum, I love you too much to lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's it i mean i think this is fair if you if it's not entertaining to you it's not entertaining to you i mean i think that's the point now i do think if i were still actively refereeing and should i have ever become a fifa referee i am sure you would have come to an international match just referee watch me referee i would have for sure watched you on tv and if you had tickets to get me to watch you referee i for sure would have oh yeah they would have been free yeah for sure. uh uh Last from Vodka Soda asks, I'm set to go into labor sometime soon. Brag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you ever willingly put on one of those contraction simulators? If not, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was either. How much money would it take and could it be filmed on your pod Instagram? <laughs> All right. Plum, how much money would it take for you to do what I assume is like uh, a terrible, really, truly terrible stomach ache? 
I'm wondering if it's if it's similar to like getting tased. You know what I mean? Like I wonder. I'm trying to like. I don't. I don't know what you would mean. Uh, can you tell me more about being tased? No, I've not been tased, but you know what I mean. Like when they. When no, people... no, no. When you were when you were at the 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 Proud Boys, you confused it for a Pride event, and then you were there. Nothing. Being proud. Nothing. So proud. The proudest. <laughs> the proudest boy of the month. <laughs> but I do wonder. I mean, I do wonder. Would it be like uh, getting like or like you know when you like touch your dog's uh, shot collar? Not that Yelly has a shot collar. Yeah, tell me more about that. She actually doesn't. But I am thinking about it. But I think I just need to do more training. I was hoping for more on that one. I'm not going to do it because I'm sure. No, I was hoping for a little more yes and out of you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If listeners aren't even listening at this point, we're already fucking two hours in. All right, let's wrap it up. Plum, it's it's always great to be a Spartan. (laughs) Just cut this shit out. Go green. I'm so glad that Greg wasn't here. Go white.